Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Pay off again. In the air to right. That's pretty deep. Shots on there. Flying back. That's going to go. Yes! T.J. Friedel. A two-run shot over the tall wall in right. It is a three-run fury to begin the 10th, and it's 10-7. Reds by a field goal. What a home run call by John Sadak. T.J. Friedel, Cincinnati Reds, 29th come from behind win for the first place Reds. And what a night in baseball. Obviously, the Reds, always a good story. But what was a better story on this night? Domingo Herman, Perfect game. First one since 2012. Here's the call. Stands in his way. All right, that's the fourth perfect game for the Yankees. David Cohn, David Wells, Don Larson. And get this, Herman only needed 99 pitches. 99 pitches. And get this. This comes after him giving up 10 runs in his last start. That's crazy. Really the only threat came in the fourth inning. Tony Kemp of the Oakland A's, who were the ones who got perfect gamed. Tony Kemp hit a 349-foot blast in the in the, um, whatever you call it, the home of the A's. 
the place that sort of feels like uh, a CVS that's closing and they're just sort of not restocking the shelves. But anyway, 349 feet, and it would have been out of one ballpark, and that would have been Yankee Stadium. But it wasn't played at Yankee Stadium. And there you go. You get a perfect game. Congratulations to Domingo Herman. Yankees, they're a half game up in the wild card over the Astros and the Angels. You know who's not a half game up in the wild card? That would be the other team in New York. That would be the Mets. They lost again. They're now eight and a half back in the wild card. And this comes after the much publicized press conference of Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen has the press conference before the game. You can go to Baseballs and Boring to hear that entire press conference. We give that as a bonus, a Baseballs and Boring on the go, late, late, late on Wednesday, just to give you a little idea, a little taste before we get into today's podcast. And that's with the Athletics' Tim Britton, who does an excellent job covering the Mets. We needed someone, boots on the ground, to give us the what's what when it came to the Mets, when it came to this press conference. And that's exactly what front of the program Tim Britton did. He breaks it all down, breaks down what's going on with the Mets, what's going on with this press conference, where do they go from here. If you want to know what's going on in the center of the universe... On Wednesday, which is, I guess, you know, all things New York baseball, but particularly the Steve Cohen press conference. It was a big countdown, as you're going to hear with Britain, the Steve Cohen's press conference. This was the be-all, end-all when it came to the focus of baseball on this afternoon, and now we're breaking it down. All right, subscribe, rate, review. At BB isn't boring, producer Evan, give him a shout-out. He's doing such a good job. Get the gear Buy the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game, win a prize. Go to my social, at Bradfoe, to find out more about that. But a great conversation with Tim Britton. Tim Britton, excellent, excellent job. Here you go. State of the Mets. I know you want it. All right. The center of the universe, the baseball universe, is uh, at City Field with the Mets. Um, not for all the right reasons, but all for, for all the reasons we, we have no clue about trying to figure out and the person perfect person to help us figure those clues out is tim Britton of the athletic we always turn to him when we don't know what's going on with the mets and we need some some clarification thank you tim for being there for us oh thanks for having me thanks for the kind words rob oh well you've come on before and you've always come through but there's probably no other time in your baseballs and boring career where there's more pressure on you than today because because as i said everybody was waiting for this steve cohen press conference throughout baseball because when you have the owner saying basically tweeting out and saying i'm going to tell you what's what it's like it's must listen to appointment viewing listening whatever it is so i guess in synopsis tim what what was was it what you thought it would be and what was your takeaways yeah, I mean, first of all, like driving in, I was listening to the radio, and it felt like they had a countdown clock to the four <laughs> o'clock. Uh, every five minutes, like we're an hour, ten minutes away from Steve Cohen talking. Um, you know, I think the takeaway, in in a broad sense, it was kind of what we all expected. Once once Billy Epler spoke on Tuesday, which was after Cohen had already said he was going to talk on Wednesday, and Epler gave Buck Showalter a vote of confidence and you know spoke publicly himself. It would have been awfully strange for for Cohen then to come in on Wednesday and say, "Oh yeah, Showalter, Epler, they're gone." Uh, I think everyone knew at that point that, that those jobs were secure, and Cohen came out and said uh, that that's through the rest of the season. Absolutely, he wants them on uh, through the end of the season at least. Uh, I thought the the 
most interesting thing besides that, of course, uh, was that Steve Cohen was pretty explicit about how he wants uh, president of baseball operations. Now, if you follow the Mets, this has been uh, a years-long saga. Uh, Cohen took over the team at the end of 2020, and he wanted to hire president of baseball ops that offseason. They couldn't attract the kind of talent they wanted to be a president of baseball ops, so they hired a GM, Jared Porter, whom they had to fire shortly thereafter. The next offseason, same thing. They wanted a president of baseball ops. Uh, they struggled to interview almost anyone for that position. They went on to hire Billy Epler as the GM. Last last winter, they uh, coming off a 101 win season. They didn't care for. They didn't talk about a president of baseball ops. They liked the job Epler was doing so much that they didn't really search for anyone. Uh, and now today, Steve Cohen says, "I'm still looking for a president of baseball <laughs> operations." Uh, so you, you know, it's 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 weird. He, he kind of gives Epler the vote of confidence, but also says, "Oh, by the way, we're going to hire someone above you." Um, and and. You know, all of these speculations, of course, going to center on David Stearns. The best happened to be playing the Brewers this week at City Field. But everything Cohen said about, you know, we've been patient. We're waiting for the right people to become available for that job. Stearns' contract runs out at the end of this season. There's been talk about him since that 2020 offseason. That that's the guy that the Mets really want to be their, their head of baseball operations. And so if, if you're putting two and two together, uh, it, it seems like that's the big takeaway from, from today. Uh, solidifying those rumors about David Stearns. So, the, so part of this also, Tim, is is that he said, I'm not going to fire Epler, I'm not going to fire Showalter. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, I'm sort of paraphrasing, but I can't, I'm not going to fire them and then because, and then hire somebody else and then bring in a president of baseball operations person and who might not want the people that I hire. I mean, like, it, Mike, I guess what I'm saying is, after all of this, Epler and and Showalter can't feel great about things. Exactly, it, it is uh, you know the in season vote of confidence is never particularly encouraging. <laughs> like you know, I, I was looking back, uh, I think it was 2015, where John Henry, the Red Sox owner, came in, gave a vote of confidence to uh, John Farrell and Ben Sherrington in June of that year. Said the general manager is going to be a general manager here for a very long time. And been sharing for that very long time was two months. Um, so uh, the in-season vote of confidence never, never a good thing. But it usually doesn't come with the caveat that you're essentially going to be demoted uh, at the end of the season, or that the team is looking to demote you. And, and that's what this is for Billy Epler. Uh, is uh, you know eventually he's not going to be the head of baseball operations. So that's the way he has been for the last eighteen months or so. Uh, and so. Uh, it's, it's kind of a strange dynamic. I thought it was interesting uh, that Cohen said, you know, one of the reasons they're not going to make changes because they want to be impulsive is if you're an impulsive owner, it's tough to attract top talent, top executive talent to work for you. Because And you know why he knows that? Because that's what he was in 2021. In 2021, uh, you know, first they had to fire Porter in January of that year for harassment issues. Uh, they ended up firing Zach Scott by the end of that season uh, because of, of his legal issues at the time. Uh, they, Steve Cohen tweeted some public criticism of the team. You know, it was just all kind of him being involved to a degree that scared away a lot of executives who otherwise might have been interested in being the president of baseball operations for a team in New York City with uh, the financial wherewithal uh, of Steve Cohen. So he, he's come by that lesson honestly. But I, I was taken aback a little bit by how candid he was about that dynamic and, and how much he wants to go after uh, a new head of baseball ops this offseason yet again. If if we hired Steve Cohen to be our power ranking guy for the week, because we love a good power ranking, 
how would he power rank the blame pie here? Ooh, um, you know, I, I think you probably probably Epler at number one just because uh, actually Cohen might say the players. So that's basically what he said today. It's the players are, are number one. They're not the ones playing well. Uh, he did point out on a number of occasions that you know we have quality players. They should be playing better. Um, and so number two would probably be Epler because again he's the one who's who's in line to be demoted here by the end of the season. It's not like uh, it's not like Cohen said. You know we like Buck Showalter. We think he'd be a great bench coach for us next year. We're going to hire a manager. It's awesome. Uh, and then you know it's a different dynamic with him. So I think he probably ranks third. But uh, as and, and Cohen you know implicated himself a little bit and said you know I, I share in this blame too. But as he said, there's plenty of blame to go around with the team. When, when you come in with the expectations they had, when you come in with the track record that they had off of last season, and you are, I think they're eight and a half games out of the wild card right now. Uh, when, when you're that far behind, when you're six games, seven games under 500 at this point in the season, and you're playing as poorly as they're playing, uh, no one really escapes this. So, so where has it gone wrong? So it can't be as simple, and I think I talked to you about this before, from the outside, one of the, 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 the baffling comments was the Correa comment when they thought they had Correa, and Steve Cohen says, finally, we got the last piece of the puzzle. This was it. And then they don't have the, the last piece of the puzzle, and they just sort of proceed, okay, well, we'll, we'll have a puzzle without all the pieces. But that, in, in, in hindsight, and really in reality, that's not why they are where they are, because they don't have Carlos Correa. So why, why are they are where they are in terms of, let's go to the players. What has gone wrong for them? Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. They're not a Carlos Correa away from no. being right, even with Atlanta in the division. You know, I, I think the simplest way to put it is like everyone who played a little bit above their heads last year is playing a bit below their heads this year, and in some cases significantly below. You know, it it's guys who you know it's Francisco Lindor last year had I think a, a 125 OPS plus. You know, he's always going to bring uh, the elite defense, but he was you know a, a down ballot MVP candidate the way he played last year. This year, it's league average offense. Uh, and that's a huge drop off for your number three hitter. Uh, it's uh, those, those kind of complementary pieces like Starling Marte has gone from being one of the most valuable players in their outfield to uh, you know a, a guy with an 80 OPS plus who, who really looks his age now at 34. Uh, so I, you, you look at their starting rotation is probably been the biggest issue. Uh, I was just looking at it. Their their run differential in the first inning this season is minus 37. Uh, it's positive the rest of the time. It's just the first inning has gotten them in so many holes. And you know Scherzer and Verlander have not pitched like Scherzer and Verlander have been consistent across the season. And kind of the, the guys they expected to take that next step, especially David Peterson, Tyler McGill, those kind of fill-in starters at the back of their rotation who pitched really well for them last year. Uh, have not kept them in games with any kind of consistency. They both you know, Peterson's ERA is seven, McGill's over five. He just got set down, uh, so they're they're getting behind in a lot of games. Really, you know, no facet of their team is a strength right now. <laughs> they don't hit, they don't score enough. They don't prevent runs enough. They they run the bases poorly at times. They play a terrible defense in June. Uh, it's a team that did everything well last year and is doing nothing well this year. Besides that, they're excellent. Uh- Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Um, the, so your guess, the, the fun game of, of trade deadline talk, your guess on after, after the post trade deadline, Max Scherzer or, and or Justin Verlander on the team, off the team, what do you say? I think right now you say still on the team, but I thought one of the, the more interesting things that Cohen said today was, you know, if, if this doesn't turn around, you know, first of all, he said, if it doesn't turn around, yes, they will be selling. Uh, he made that clear. Uh, but also, you know, if it doesn't turn around, you look, uh, we're, we've got a veteran team. If we're this bad right now, like bringing back the same group in 2024, a year older, probably not a great idea. Uh, and so that, that speaks to maybe trying to, to rejigger the, the veteran core of this team a little bit more, which would involve, you know, trying to make what would be a relatively complicated trade involving Scherzer or Verlander, where you know, you're going to have to pay down the rest of the salary this year, which would be, you know, in the range of $15 million for, for each of them. Uh, and then probably part of next year's salary, which is 43.3 for each of them. Uh, that, that's, it gets expensive to pay for a guy to play on another team. Uh, especially if you you have a need for them in your starting rotation, it's not like they they've got uh, guys ready to fill in who are pitching better than those guys are, even though they haven't been what you expect out of them. Well, so that lead, we had another excellent who says no trade today involving the Mets, and I and in the last one I ran by you, and and last one Tim, people all the Mets fans for some reason did not want Luis Robert. Because I don't think they knew who he was, but, I mean, but and the next thing you know, he's like he's become like a top ten player in baseball for the last couple of weeks. No, no, we don't want him. We want we want uh, Viento. See, that's very important. Um, so we had another one, and this was Scherzer and Kana, and uh, for uh, Brennan Fox, the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher. Of course, the Mets paying, as you said, paying down on on Scherzer's contract. Who says no, Tim? You know, I, I think that's probably Arizona saying no, but it depends on just how much the Mets are willing to spend. Uh, there, there's, there's a line there financially where it starts to make sense for Arizona. Uh, you know, it's, And it's funny because uh, Mike Hazen, the general manager there with the D-backs, he knows what that negotiation is like. You look at trades that would be similar for a guy like Scherzer or Verlander, and his Zach Greinke trade in 2019 to Houston is one that would that is, is kind of a model for how that goes. Uh, Greinke was pitching a little bit better that year than, than either Scherzer or Verlander are. Uh, the Diamondbacks probably needed a little bit more financial assistance uh, in that trade than, than the Mets would. Uh, but 
Uh, I think, you know, unless the Mets are spending an awful or paying down, you know, all of Scherzer's salary this year and a, a significant part next year, I would say the Diamondbacks like fought long term there uh, rather than, than reuniting with Scherzer, going back to where he started his career. Yeah, well, that was one of the that was one of the um, the checks in the boxes where they were hanging our hat on. But I tend to agree with you. I, I saw how they evaluate Fod, honestly. Like you, you know, if, if they actually think he's going to be the real deal, or if he's going to be just a hyped up guy, it's going to take a long time. Who knows? Anyway, there's more time to digest that. Let the let the social media people decide. Um, last thing, Tim, before I let you go. The is there a chance? Is there a, you're around the team? You get the vibes. You you watch them play. Is there any chance that there's a path to them actually becoming buyers at the trade deadline? I.e., them becoming decent. Yeah, I mean, look, I watched a pretty similar roster to this last year uh, win 101 games. So you know there's talent there. You don't. You don't anticipate that stretch coming out of nowhere the way they've played lately. I, mean, I think the concerning aspect is uh, it's not just the, the disappointing 79 games they've played. It's how disappointing they've been this month in particular in June. But, you know, the, the National League is not, uh, you know, it's, it's not just chasing. It's not like you're, you need to catch Atlanta at, at the top of the division, uh, which they're not going to do. They're 16 back. Uh, but if you can track down, you know, the Marlins, that's a team that you can track down. But the Giants, that's a team you can chase down. Arizona, even. Uh, and I don't know exactly the gap there, but that's not a team that you expect to win 95 games necessarily. Uh, there's probably a path to the postseason with 87 wins, something like that. And getting there is not mathematically as daunting as it would have been, uh, you know, trying to get to 93, 94 wins, which it used to take to get to the postseason. Well, thank you for being our eyes and ears. We we needed someone. We need boots on the ground, and you're the perfect person to do it. Thank you. So anytime. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus